All right, Kiss Army. Welcome to the Kiss FAQ Podcast. Thank you for giving us your time today. Nothing is into your head. I hope you don't do any damage. This is a Kiss-related podcast by the board for the board. We hope that you enjoy. Okay, welcome to episode 81 of the Kiss FAQ podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Jillian Gill, the admin on the Kiss FAQ message board. Joining us today, or joining me today, is Alex, bag boy on the board. Welcome back, Alex. And your, your screen's freezing, so you're doomed. Uh, Ken, 69th Blizzard, and Lonnie. Good to see you all again. So before we get into today's uh, topic, let's wrap up last week's, which was, of course, we talked about the Freedom to Rock or Not tour, and the band had only really played one show at that point, and as soon as they hit the road, you know what they did? They made me wrong. They started rotating the set list up and adding in songs, taking out songs, doing everything that you want to have happen as a member of the peanut gallery watching this tour happen from afar. So, obviously, we're not the ones going to the shows. It's nice, though, to see that they're throwing in songs. Flaming Youth came back into the sets. Strutter, great choice. Um, God of Thunder's been back in. I Was Made for Loving You was back in briefly for a single performance that was dropped last night. So, um, I would say for people who are going to this tour, it looks highly promising that there's going to be a bit of variation, maybe. You know, they may just be trying out some different stuff to see what's comfortable and what works, what the crowds are uh, responding to, but who knows? So... You know, there you go. Proved wrong. Obviously, we did say there was a caveat with the, you know, 4th of July show in a casino that we didn't think that that was necessarily the, the final set list. Um, but they certainly proved us substantially wrong from where it was. You know, Beth and Shockme were also went back in, I think. So I can't remember. Mm-hmm. No, they were, yeah. Even looking at my own freaking website here. Can't even fact check myself live. I give up. So, what were your initial your impressions of the tour now that we've had a week of it, guys? Ken, let's go with you first on there. Well, I'm less disappointed than I was last week. Less so, yeah, I'm glad they they switched up. You know, Flaming Youth was a good good thing to bring back. Uh, always like Strutter in there. I don't care for them doing I Was Made for Loving You, uh, but they only like did that once, right? So. But yeah, it's a step in the right direction, so I'm happy that they're you know switching it up a little bit. Yeah, they've been good variety. Lonnie, what's your take on the first week? Less disappointed. <laughs> Sounds like <laughs> something my mother would tell me if I raised my grades when I was in high school. I'm less disappointed in you now. <laughs> but um, no, I was I was happy um, to see Flaming Youth back in there, to see Strutter back in there, and to see some rotation actually. Um, that's really that's really cool, especially, and it gives people some hope that may have bought tickets to multiple dates that, well, I'm not going to see the same show twice if I go to, you know, there's two shows in my state. If I go to both of them, I'm not going to see the same show twice. It gives me, it might give people um, a little more incentive to go see multiple shows if there's a couple shows within driving distance. So I think that's, that's really cool and that's really exciting, actually. It's, and, and like I said last week, I was hoping for something to be excited about and to see Flaming Youth back in there, you know, that's, that's great, and that's. I mean, whoever thought they'd get to hear Flaming Youth live at a at an arena type setting? That's really cool. Yeah, that's really neat. Someone on the board did raise an interesting point about you know what was perceived as some criticisms about the tour is that in the '70s and the '80s and the '90s, a lot of Kiss sets were very static throughout the tour. No one knew that back then. And, right. and I think one of the interesting counterpoints mm-hmm. to that was no one was paying 125 bucks for a ticket back then either. So. You know, they the, had a less of a catalog to choose from. They, they had less of a catalog. They were touring those albums new and fresh, and everything had you know was new and fresh back then. So you know, I, I certainly think that there's a certain amount of yes, that's true to a certain extent. But you know, and I'll also say this: that this week a, a photo of Paul Stanley's bicep scar surfaced. You know, I don't know who. Yeah. Put, and that is a badass scar, and it is obviously not fully healed yet. It is still pretty, you know, raw. So, you know, good on you, Paul, being out there and touring. And the only other thing I really want to say about this tour so far is last night's Calgary Stampede show. Paul was wearing a cowboy hat. I just have to wonder, are there boys' cowboy hats and girls' cowboy hats? Because that one didn't look quite right. Uh, (laughs) It's like something my wife would say about Paul Stanley. (laughs) Alex, can you you add anything in there? I have this. I 
Yeah, ever since being here in Idaho, you know, there's a lot of country out here and stuff, and there, there is a difference to to the shape of the hats. And usually the man's cowboy, if they're like the strong type, it's much more wider out there than what Paul was wearing. See, so. his, his, I, I was just going up and thinking that looked a little bit girly, but you know what? Paul Stanley doesn't freaking care what I think, and he doesn't really care what the cowboy hat is. I thought it was... He also... He also wears a scarf most times you see him without makeup on, too. So, so, it's just... <laughs> yeah. so, so that's the first week of the tour. I'm looking forward to the next... Uh, when is the next show? I think tomorrow. Uh, they get the night off today, which is the 14th. So, you know, it, it's interesting. It's something now to watch and to follow. You know, it's like watching a soap opera. What, what's going to happen next? They played O Canada last night, too, since they were in Canada instead of playing the Star Spangled Banner. I saw that. Is that... Did they, have you guys they, seen any they, footage of that? Did they play that, or did they have someone from I, like I an honor guard on, perform it? I saw that on on Julian's favorite website. They already criticized five minutes in the show on on um, on setlist.fm. I don't know how true that was or what the circumstances were, were of it. I, yeah, it but, was listed on there. Hey, you know that's great. That they, it's interesting. Yeah, it's great. You know, it's it's really it wouldn't have been really appropriate to go to Canada and play no, the Star Spangled Banner. So no. if the, if they're bringing you know. You know, Royal Canadian Mounted Police or, or or Armed Forces or whatever. I haven't seen any footage of what happens in that segment of the show yet. So, you know, if they're doing it in a Canadian way for the Canadians, then, hey, you know, Fantastic. You know respect to them for honoring Canada in a similar way. So that's, that's Where's all. Where's Mark? That, that's, that's all. Good. Uh, Where's Mark when you need him? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all right. So let's get into today's topic and... What is it? The, the tributes. Or top five yes. kids tributes. The one you picked, Julian? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've, I've had a couple of long days at work. So, um, yeah, I guess top five tributes. We have done. We did an episode on a tribute previously, which was Jeff Westlake's um, Hotter Than Hell tribute album, which was, of course, the whole album. But we've not really dug into tributes either bands, albums, performances or and any way of giving tributes uh you know obviously what is people's favorite band i mean if you're listening to us you obviously like kiss a little bit otherwise you wouldn't be listening to four guys talking about kiss so tributes i'm gonna start with basically the beginning for me because i did not know about hard to believe i got that after this piece of garbage came out. <laughs> Kiss and a Canada. Oh, look at you! And there you go. yeah, I just oh, found, of course. I just found out. I was surprised. This is oh, in my. This is the Canadian Sucker. one's in my crap heap because it's a record club one, and I hate records. Shout at Mark from out of nowhere. Yeah. So, <laughs> you know, that's really kind of like the only tribute I have left, other than Clown mm-hmm. Alive to Who and Jeff's album. And back in 94, obviously, KISS was getting a bit more back on my radar. I, I mean, there was kind of the 92 period. I was I had kind of lost track of them a little bit. I was still bought Revenge. I was still going down to record stores and trying to find out if there was a really an unholy 7-inch single and annoying the guys behind the counter to try and find out because I was sure there had to be um, and, and all that sort of shit. And then... You know, very soon afterwards, it was like a bam, 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 92, Revenge, 93, Alive 3, and 94, Kiss My Ass. And I had a job at that point point, was able to buy records and find out about stuff. And the first I heard about this was, you know, it was going to come out, it was going to be a double CD. The first CD was going to be the tributes. The second CD was going to be Kiss Greatest Hits and some of them working up older songs, which or, or demos or rare stuff. So what almost becomes You Wanted the Best should have been the second disc for Kiss My Ass. So I was, you know, I thought that sounded like a great thing. What you end up with, even after all the names that were mentioned, is Lenny Kravitz, you know. Which uh, was the lead single, was the Lenny Kravitz. Yeah, you know, but yet it's still my favorite because, you know, Garth Brooks. I, I don't like country generally. I just thought he did a fantastic version of Hard Luck Woman. Obviously, they're the backing band. Obviously, uh, you know, Anthrax do a great cover of She. I've always liked Anthrax's covers of 
you know, the bands that inspired them. So, you know, they do a great version. You know, I, I thought Extreme did a good version of Strutter. So, you know, the, the Boz Tones I thought was hilarious. I hated it, but I thought it was hilarious and different. And that's part of what, you know, I'm going to kind of harp on about but through the episode is I like tributes that are different. I don't like straight-up copies because that defeats the object to me. So, kiss my ass. Anyone got any thoughts on that other than, yes, it should have been a double CD? Um, I've always liked the version of Black Diamond. I want to say it's Yoshiki. I'm probably mispronouncing it. Yep. Um, but um, I've always liked that version. In fact, I've always kind of wished he might have did like a full <laughs> album of just Evacus classics. It would have been interesting. I guess I'm into uh, some classical music and I've been studying for classical test here too. <laughs> so I've always thought that. Um, I was always disappointed with that. But I. I hated that version of Rock and Roll All Night. I thought it was horrendous. Mm. But um, but like you said, Garth Brooks, uh, Hard Luck Woman, you know, it's the killer version, killer version of it. Yeah, Lemonheads do a decent job on uh, what is it? Plastic Aster. Love. Mm-hmm. Plastic Aster. And there's God Awful D Arts or however the hell you say that. I you know, yeah. as bad as Ramstein for me. But uh, can take on yeah, I... Kiss My Arse. Kiss my arse. Um, that was a. It's good. I mean, I, I like uh, probably about half of it. You know, works for me more than the rest. But I like like Alex. I really like the Black Diamond. Uh, uh, Yoshiki, I guess. Um, I, I used to just listen to that over and over. Um, it's pretty awesome. And uh, I was okay with Lenny Kravitz, um, Garth Brooks, and like you said, Plaster Caster was a good one too. Um, but, uh, yeah, I was okay. It was something new. Um, but, you know, that was all, you know, it was nice to see other artists doing Kiss songs at that time. That was, that was a new thing that was just starting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, if you go to kissrelatedrecordings.com, they've got an absolutely insane... I gave up on the Tribute Discography years ago trying to keep track of everything. They have now there's a lot. Now, I mean, yeah, there's, there's just... Too, just too yeah, many. It's ridiculous how many are on here. Yeah, Lon- actually, Lonnie, I was what's, actually, what's your take on I was, it? I was actually on Kiss-related recordings already, and it's ridiculous how many are on here. Um, I remember buying... I remember, I, I remember going and getting Kiss My Ass on CD the day it came out. Um, I guess it was the summer of 94. It put me 14, 15 years old, and my brother drove me up to the, the record store to go, I guess... Not the record store, Best Buy, really at the time, to go get it, and I was excited. And I was excited. It was it was it was a Kiss-related item, you know. I was still on the heels of Revenge and Alive Three, and then well, another year, another Kiss album. It was you know, Kiss was on a maybe they weren't on a a great run as far as you know the Revenge tour kind of tank, but um, but you were you were still getting product every year, so I was excited. I went and got it, and I remember listening to it um, in the car driving home, and my brother. My actually, my older brother isn't really in the kisses. Who took me to go get it? And he's like, "Well, he's will turn on rock and roll all night." We put on rock and roll all night, you know. And it's and he's like, "What is this?" Because this isn't kisses. What did you buy? He's asking me. So, you know, it's 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 very different and very odd. But I, I do like the I do appreciate oh, the vinyl. I got the vinyl too. It's nice. Is that the color? Um, is that the colored one or the uh, black vinyl? You don't know. Turn on your microphone. Sorry about that. <laughs> it is the red, red, red vinyl. I see it. So uh, yeah. Limited it's edition of eight hundred thousand copies. I haven't opened it. Ah. Look at you. Well, go on. That's open a... it. Open it to make sure. <laughs> here, watch. Here we go. Right. Are you really gonna I do it? I don't care. I really don't care. I just. You really don't care about having a sealed copy of Kiss My Ass on my I can't even get the wrap off. (laughs) It's telling you, don't open me. It's telling me, don't do it. I have to say, I I like the little message they had underneath the CD tray. Uh, Yeah, that's the the, that was that was like the the uh, the teasers teasers being laid out there for what was about to come. I liked all the tattoos, like. 
you open it up, you know, and all the ta- all the tattoos are in. The, like they show like all the different. That's the first time I really had seen like different kiss tattoos. I guess you know it's 22 years ago, but the first time I'd really seen different kiss tattoos. Yeah. Eightfold. Oh, that's all shiny too. Nice and shiny. Are all the ace things like blocked out on there too? Like they're on the CD. <laughs> uh oh, oh yeah they are. Are they? <laughs> yeah, they yeah. Are. That's funny. Uh, here I go. Here's the. Uh, their record. Oh, it's like translucent. Almost. And then they got a different. That's a, that's a that's nice cool. looking record. That's cool. That's oh. cool. Not the not the thickest in the world, though. I'll tell you that. No, and no printed inner dust sleeve. Yes, I had to say it. <laughs> Disappointed. So I think you know, in in the years since Kissery comes out, we find out about all the bands that could have been a part of this, and they're almost better than what was on there. For me, Strange Ways, Megadeth, oh, yeah. that came out. Oh, that's fantastic! Yeah, that came out on their box set. Um, mm-hmm. Great Expectations by Mozart, and that came out on one of their albums in 1994. Um, Soundgarden, War Machine. I don't know if they ever recorded it or not. Jackal, who, of course, I think they opened... They were Revenge. big at the time. Yeah, they opened one or two shows on the Revenge Tour, and I got their second I album. It's, it's some good, heavy, southern rock kind of you know, stuff. Oh, I love Jackal. Madonna. I saw them a bunch of times. Ooh, Madonna. Watching you, Stone just... Temple Pilots. That would have been interesting. Yes. So, especially back then. You know, it was Gene's wish list for you know what was possible. So, all right, that's enough of Kiss My Ass. Uh, did you did you have anything else to say on that, Lonnie? Uh, not really. I mean, I was I remember getting it, and I was kind of disappointed knowing it because it's just like oh, I, I had really high expectations for it, and I was just really kind of let down, especially because I had heard before that came out that that they had talked with with Megadeth or Stone Temple Pilots and and with Jackal about possibly being on it. When I got the, when you get the final track listing and the final you know list of artists that are on it, and it's like. Well, Told the Wet Sprocket and Gin Blossoms and Dinosaur Jr. and Extreme, it really kind of shows that it's 1994. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, it's a good it honest really, effort really, to be kind of current and edgy for know, the time. It's a good effort. It's a good I mean, they were those, I mean, people listening today that maybe weren't, you know, teenagers or, or weren't, you know, in the music in 94, those were legitimate artists. Not, they weren't huge artists in 94, but they were legitimate artists in that time yeah. frame, though. I mean... Granted, they didn't get the Megadeth, they didn't get the Madonna, they didn't get the Stone Temple Pilots, but the, the people that are on there are legitimate artists, to be fair about it. Are they as good as they could have been? No, but like Julian said, it's really kind of more of a, a Gene's wish list of who he could get on there. But, you know, look at most tribute al- most tribute albums, and if you, you look at Kiss-related recordings, most tribute albums aren't headlining bands that are on there. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, those were, those were legitimate acts for the time, though. And just look at how massive Garth was. So, oh, absolutely. Oh, yeah. That was a big deal when they were on the Tonight Show with Garth, and, and, Kra- they did and, and Lenny Kravitz was big, uh, you know, in the resurgence of, the you know, of that style of rock. I mean, that was the the style of rock that was killing Kiss. And they were on a late night show with Jim Blossoms, doing Christine Sixteen, and that I mean, Jim, I mean, you don't get on a late night TV show if you're not a legitimate artist. I mean, whether Kiss is with you or not. I mean, they were the Jim Blossoms were really very legitimate at the time. Yeah, so it was so, it's, it was a bit of a bomb. I, I, going back to yeah. those notes that I showed you, you know, it only sold I think forty eight thousand copies first week, and like all Kiss albums of the era, you know, kind of sunk. So let, let's move into some of your picks. Let, let's go straight back to you, Lonnie, on yours. My one of my favorite picks actually is um, Skid Row's "Come On and Love Me." I think. Oh yeah, mm, yeah. that is fantastic. That's a good one. I mean. I heard I heard that I guess I heard that like on Sirius I, I didn't I didn't hear it at the time when it came when they released it like on that this B side ourselves CD that came out and I think I heard it like many years later like on um, Sirius XM and I was like oh my gosh this is fantastic and I you know sought it out and went and got it because that's I love I love Skid Row and I love Sebastian's voice and he just freaking nails that song that's probably my favorite Kiss tribute song. Yeah, so what, what um that is besides ourselves. Beside right? ourselves, yeah, Besi- yeah, and that's a bunch. Of, I'm, I used to have it. I don't have it anymore. And oh god, yeah, they do some Little Wing, what you're mm-hmm. doing by Rush, awesome. Yeah, it's, oh, yeah. it's great. Oh, the whole CD is fantastic. 
delivering the goods and psychotherapy i mean five five songs that's a good little ep there so that's great um and the, and the mega you made a reference to the megadeth strange ways which is really really good too yeah, and that's out there on War Chest, or any, and mm-hmm. obviously on YouTube for anyone who's not heard it. Um, and you can, yeah, and you can get it by itself if you just want to pay the dollar twenty nine. You can get it by itself on on iTunes even too if you just want to get that and you want to go out and buy the whole Megadeth box set. Again. There was one other one actually that I forgot to mention: uh, Metallica, Detroit Rock City, and mm. they've actually performed that live, and you can find some cuts of that. So I mean, both Megadeth and Metallica, two bands I really like as well. You know, would have been really cool. Ken, let's go to you. Yeah, well, we're talking about just the uh, tribute albums or tribute uh, Any, bands. Anything tribute, your your top tributes. It doesn't just have to be. Okay, well, the only one thing of my top the only tribute. the only thing you're not allowed to say is the current band. You can't criticize <laughs> yeah. the set list. Yeah, well, you know what? <laughs> what I'm going to say is has one fourth. <laughs> mm. So, uh, Col- uh, seeing Cold Gin uh, in the early '90s. Uh, I saw them down in, I might have been in a club in Santa Clara or San Jose, somewhere down there. Could have been Mountain View, too. But anyway, uh, that was awesome. I mean, that was still, you know, we were how many years, over 10 years without makeup, or, or around 10 years without makeup. And, uh, and you know, I was itching to see something good. And when I saw that there was going to be a Kiss tribute band, uh, performing and it was the only one i knew at the time uh or even heard about so they were torn and i i went to it and it was in a club and i was right up front and it was just it was almost like being at a kiss show again i mean the uh with the makeup and it was just like kind of brought back the good old times the memories of them and makeup on stage and I, I thoroughly enjoyed it, and they did a great job. I think uh, at that time, I know Tommy Thay was in uh, playing Ace, and uh, Jamie St. James, I think, was. Yep. He was Peter. He was, yeah. So uh, he, the both of them were in it at the time, and I, I don't know the other. I can't remember the other ones who were in it at the time, but uh, that was great. That was one. That was a great experience, and I, I, I enjoyed it. Uh, I still have the ticket stub to that one, even. So. And they basically became almost like the official Kiss tribute band of that period. At the time. And I think they even went to Japan. And, wow. I mean, I, I just can't imagine it. Because, obviously, becoming a fan in the 80s, I'd never seen them in the 70s and been a part of that and been keening for them to come back in makeup or wanting to see it again. And, you know, there you are. You get to see a tribute band. You know, that's cool. That's a, that's a cool story. Yeah. So I've seen Tommy Thayer in makeup out of Kiss playing Ace and then or playing Ace or the Spaceman. I'm sorry, but uh, yeah, Spaceman. Let's be politically and, correct here. Yeah, Don't say Merry Christmas right. either. It's Happy Holidays. Yeah. <laughs> happy Holidays, PC. <laughs> oh, it is. It's Merry Christmas, Alex. Oh, yeah. You know, I gotta I gotta give him a shout out. Um, I would. In preparing, I went back and listened to a bunch of the music from the FAQ CDs, mm. and and the one track that always stood out to me was um, Gary Schaller. He did that 1978 "Kiss Me" medley, and it was like a medley of the different songs from the um, the solo albums. And um, you know, I wasn't happy, crazy for like the uh, the "Kiss My A" um, CD. I gotta watch my language here. You guys got me last time, so trying to be good. Um, Get real. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but um I, I like the interpretation and the fact that he used like the beginning of that song that the uh the barbershop quartet and kiss meets the phantom as oh, the beginning. I, I should know that off the top of my head. And um, I thought that was, like that was that was pretty cool and I thought it was, it was a cool interpretation of taking like, you know, the kind of whole layout making one track. So, you know, if you guys haven't got music from the uh FAQ and it's like six volumes and they are really good too. Um, but that one was a, was a standout track, a cool instrument. So yeah, Gary Shaler, well done, well done. Uh, that's that's a really good one. I mean, a lot of the that fan stuff, you know, has been so much fun over the years. And I, I guess I got to jump in with a, a pick now on that because go back to 1990, whenever the hell it was, AOL, Kiss Army Online, the the, mm-hmm. the KOL board on AOL, Kathy Labonte the late Kathy Labonte, I believe, you know, and the fantastic tribute 
that she put together raising money for um, Eric Cartridge, um, you know, charity. And that first KAOL CD was just insanely fun. And that was one of the first ones that I really added into my collection. So, I mean, I, I was going to go with a video for my second pick, but music from the folder absolutely fantastic and also the quality of those recordings done by fans in essence all remotely um and that's the one that's the one with the cover it's like the elder but it's on a mouse right it's like a hand clicking on a mouse yeah that was their reissue of that uh was the the original one was like a take on sergeant peppers just a collage of all the performers uh you know in, in a background but you know that's got some of the greatest War Machine, Lounge Lizard Boots. I mean, it was just so much freaking fun. Um, I could just go through any of those songs, and it was just fun from start to finish. Really great project for a really great cause. They went on and did, you know, um, Creatures of the Night or something like that, and uh, Spirit of 78, you know, several several CDs, and put together a lot of money, or at least a decent amount of money for charity. So, really fun. Ken, let's go to another pick of yours. Okay. Another one. Uh, I got another one that uh, I, I enjoyed to li- listening to. It's a, it's, um, I don't know if you, yeah, I'm sure you've heard of it, Julian. Sack Trick. Yeah, I love it. Sack Trick. Yeah, yep. Sack Trick. So, Sack Trick, uh, these guys, I guess, they, they do tributes to more than just one band, I believe. Um, and one of them was Kiss, and and there's kind of they threw a little a little uh, comedy, I guess you could say. They're uh, comedic in their in their uh, doing the songs, and I'm trying to bring up my iTunes here. Okay, so they did a number of songs like War Machine. Uh, they even did they even go back and do Stanley the Parrot. And other crazy stuff, and sometimes and some parts of it make it sound like they're in a lounge doing a, a, a song, that sort of thing. Um, it, it's really funny. Um, but the best the best thing I like about it is the uh, is the music, uh, the elder. They do the whole elder uh, like a medley of the elder in 13 minutes, and I love that thing. I, I, it's just so cool. Um, I don't know what your take on it, Julian, is. I, you know, I, I thought it was fun. I had that up on the Odyssey, you know, uh, Facebook page. They're, they're part of that. And, you know, the whole sack trick thing was just fun. And, and that, to yeah. me, is, is what these things should it be is. about. They shouldn't be uber serious, um, especially when the bands bring a good quality of production in. And you really can't tell it was recorded in someone's garage or whatever because they've paid attention to detail and it sounds good. You know, yeah. it, it's just, have they been fun? Have they done something different? And that to me now, I you know, it, it, it's the, the core consideration for me. So, fun. It's all about fun. Yeah, that's a fun one for me. Lonnie. Um, you guys were talking about you're talking about Cold Gen tribute band and not uh, best tribute band I've actually ever seen. I've seen them a bunch of times. Is actually is actually Mr. Speed um, with Andrew, Joe, and and Rich. They are fantastic. And I was I really liked the band even before Andrew joined the band. And they they usually play at the uh, Kiss Indie Expo every year. And you know, when you a lot of times when you go see a Kiss tribute band, it's to me it's it's fun, but to me it's a little disappointing too because to me if I'm at a Kiss tribute show, well, I'm actually you know obviously I'm a pretty big fan of the band. I don't need to hear standard Kiss set list. You know, play. You know, I like a tribute band that that understands that the people that are here are obviously pretty big Kiss fans and you know under know the deeper cuts that are out there so and mr speed um really plays up to that especially when they play like the indianapolis kiss expo because they know there's like really diehard people there and you know they've i've seen them play stuff off of unmasked and stuff out of the 80s and just anything you know i, I don't think there's any limitations to what the, what they will play and it's fantastic to go hear stuff like that and I, they've played i've seen them do like 
hotter than hell from start to finish and stuff like that. And it's just really, really fun. And and they're really great too. I mean, they did that thing on, on access TV, I guess a few years ago with, you know, they do where they highlight tribute bands and, you know, they went out to the kiss uh, mini golf thing and, and won like world's greatest kiss tribute band contest. I mean, and they just, that's not by, um, you know, it's not a coincidence that they've been on both of those things. They are very, very good. And Rich, their Paul Stanley is the best Paul Stanley I've ever seen. And Andrew is actually, you know, Andrew, you know, I love to give Andrew trouble, but he's really, really talented and does a fantastic job and looks almost just like Peter Chris would in the makeup even too. And first time I saw Andrew, he was playing with um, a different kids tribute band called Strutter. And he was so young at the time. And I probably told this story on here before, but my buddy looks at me and goes, who is that Peter Chris? And I go, I know, he's really good. He goes, he's so young. He goes, I don't think Peter Chris was ever that young. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, there was some cool footage of them when they did the NBA thing. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah. What is it, just oh, just over a month, a couple of months ago now. You know, that's cool. Yeah. I mean, that, that, that's really fun for these tribute bands. Alex, I know you've got to cut out soon, so let's get to you with some picks. So. Um, the microphone is to, yours. I have to real quick agree. Uh, Mr. Speed, excellent. There's some great. Uh, they did a version of Eight before on the Kiss Cruises from Off Carnival Souls and did a great job. So check out some YouTube videos with them. Um, again, kind of uh, kind of you know sticking with the, from Yoshiki. I like the Vitamin String Quartet tribute that they did to Kiss. I thought it was really good. Um, there were two. I wasn't crazy for a couple of the tracks, but I thought uh, overall it was a it was a great job. Um, kind of fun to listen to on a on a relaxing day. And so I, I thought that was an excellent tribute album that they did. Um, I didn't like the fake drum thing they had for New York Groove though. That was disappointing to say the least. But um, I really did enjoy that. And I, I've only seen one Kiss tribute band um, called Love Gun. And it was kind of cool because I went to go see Paul Stanley in 2006 on the Live to Win tour, and I got a um, a little postcard, you know, from you know, handing out like you know, come check us do a Kiss tribute show. And then flash forward two years later, I'm at a, uh, the Baltimore Kiss Expo, and so I remember grabbing it with me because I knew they were going to be there and stuff. And uh, and the guy who ran like actually like looked at me, he goes, "I've seen you before, kid. What have I seen you at?" And I was like, "Oh, the Paul Stanley show. We were sitting next to each other." So I got the hang with him and I've got I think I got pictures on my Facebook and stuff but got to like uh, go back and get pictures with all the men so I pulled like an axe space and which is really cool to, to kind of you know see that stuff and go get a picture behind the drum kit um, and they did a great job and they played a few tracks I remember they uh different ones I remember they did like talk to me and I thought that was really cool like you said Lonnie like you know when you go to a kids tribute show you know hopefully they throw a few uh, rarity songs here or there because you know Obviously, it's kind of like the diehard fans are kind of going to the uh, to the Kiss shows. So, oh, the Kiss tribute shows. That is, they did a great job. Keep going. You're, anything else you want to mention before oh, keep you going. fail? Keep going. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Okay. Um, I got that spin the bottle tribute CD. Oh, jeez. Hmm. And um, I remember. I remember. Yeah, and I remember my mom, she found it, and I remember taking the CD cover and just throwing it in the trash because she was like, you're not having that cover and stuff because it had a very scantily clad lady on the cover. So. Scantily clad, very nice. Lady? Oh <laughs> that ain't no lady. I guess lady. <laughs> yeah, um, But I, I thought they uh, they had a couple good versions. I wasn't crazy for Lemmy's version of Shout It Out Loud. No offense to, to the guy or anything like that. Growl it out loud, was, no. <laughs> I wasn't crazy for that, but um, I did like the, the Strutter in Detroit Rock City off that album, and so I was quite a fan of that. And um, I guess the last tribute I'd go with, oh, I gotta, gotta think. Actually, I, I think it was called Dress to Kiss. Um, my friend, I was in middle school, uh, high school. My friend, her like family, um, were big Kiss fans. Um, in fact, her like uncles on the Decibel Geeky that stuff. Uh, Baco, but um, they had this Dress to Kiss CD, and it was like one of those, you know, 90, you know, low, honestly, like low budget, but it was nothing, you know, crazy big. And I remember they had like a rock version of Beth, and I thought that was really cool, like, you know, talking about an interpretation. So they did like a whole, like, you know, 
rock for, uh, kind of up you know up tempo rock version of Beth, and I remember that kind of being a a standout track for me. And I guess I'll throw real quick towards the end. Um, but we said I wish they would, you know, I guess things we wouldn't, we wouldn't mind seeing with a Kiss tribute. Um, I wouldn't mind seeing, and I know there was a Kiss unmasked, or uh, was it undressed? Undressed. Some of the lady with the guitar. Yep. Uh, killer version of the unmasked stuff, but I wouldn't mind seeing if somebody was to do an interpretation of like unmasked or, or crazy nights. Um, kind of almost to the original with the, the music, but minus the, the, the poppy overproduction. It's almost like a, a heavier version of it. I wouldn't mind seeing that. So take the keyboards and the overpowering, um, maybe backing vocals, um, and polished production character. Well, taking the polished production away isn't a challenge if someone's doing a tribute. But, uh, yeah, that would be, that'd be a really cool way to go for some of those albums is, you know, it, it, it would be a good challenge. Kind of, kind of like what Jeff Westlake did with the Hotter Than Hell mm-hmm. project, which is excellent. Or re-record Carnival of Souls with a big boy's drum kit <laughs> and and a producer. Oh. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> it's only an opinion. Only an opinion? <laughs> Everyone's a title. <laughs> it, it is neither right or wrong. No. <laughs> yes, it is. You're wrong, Julian. You. All right, Alex. You've got you've got a couple more minutes, so um, I, I'm going to go back to my pick, and I've said it so many times on this show, and I'm going to say it again because it's just so cool. Double Virgo, secretly cruel, cruel, and it's on YouTube, oh, yeah. and it's just so damn fun. You know, if if you can't smile about what's going on in current Kissland or you're feeling down in the dumps and you don't have any cold gin, you know, go on YouTube and watch Secretly Cruel by Double Virgo. It's just so creative, so fun, taking something off Asylum, which, I mean, it's already perfection, so you can't make it any better, but he did. He gave it a 70s vibe. He has a lot of fun with the mannerisms and the performance, and the video, it's the full package. It's just a multimedia, you know... A multimedia experience that you know. Go ahead, Alex. Oh, I was gonna say, uh, he did a great version of, of the Killer. He also did a version of Killer, I think, um, of Creatures in that same kind of '70s style. And I think uh, I think it was Mark on Sweet Sides as the Coin mentioned. I remember agreeing with him. It'd be great if he could take uh, some of those '80s Kiss songs and do it in the style of the '70s, kind of how Double Virgo did. Secretly cruel with that seventies feel. Oh my goodness, he did do kill. I've never seen that. That yeah, that cool. one's an excellent version. <laughs> nice, thank you. <laughs> All right, Ken, let's go back to you. Yeah, I agree with that one though, Julian. I I, I totally forgot about that guy, um, but that was a good one. Um, another one I I enjoyed. You know, it's been around. I think it was late. I don't want to say late nineties, but it was a, the tribute to uh, Ace Frehley. Uh, Spacewalk. Spacewalk. Yeah, yeah. That that I always yeah. uh, loved, and that had some uh, you know big names on it. Yeah, Sebastian's on there. Gilby Clark's on there. Yeah. Was so, it the Frehley's Comet Band on there? It was like these Frehley. They band. had Marty Friedman, Gilby Clark, yeah. Scott Ian, right? Um, Snake Sabo. Snake. Yep. Sebastian Bach, like you said. Tracy Guns. John Dimebag. Yeah, uh, yeah, Diamond Daryl. That is the one I have never Diamondback. found so, the Japanese version for this, which has Sebastian doing "Save Your Love." Save Your Love. And yeah. nev- I have never heard that. I I'll have to check and see yeah. if that's on YouTube. But you know, that's one of my favorite Kiss songs, and you know, Sebastian mm-hmm. can absolutely hit that out of the ballpark. I'm sure. So I'm gonna have to go and have a search for that one again. I think. Great pick. So, oh yeah, that's a one that's you know always liked. How do you like that Ace song on there? Take me to the city. Take me to the city. See, I haven't listened to it in so long. <laughs> See that stuff, you know. Show prep. I can't Show remember prep, it. Now. You know that stuff got me excited about Ace. You know, and having an album, and we'd have to go how many years until he actually did finally put something together. So. Real quick, did you say Sebastian Bach "Save Your Love"? Mm-hmm. Is that the? Oh no, yeah. it's, it's on. It's on YouTube. Nice. Is it? <laughs> how much? Yeah. How much time I don't have to go looking for stuff. <laughs> 
So. <laughs> well, thank you. I've got two things to listen to later. Got, That's not, yeah. I got I got I'll homework. Later. Nice. Me too. <laughs> I'm gonna see you guys. All right. Thanks, Thanks Alex. for joining you, us, Alex. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. See you guys soon. See ya. All right. And then there were three. Lonnie, your turn. Well, Alex mentioned that um, that string quartet tribute. Um, I really enjoyed that too. And we were, I, I had, I had uh, talked about using that as a uh, dinner music at at our wedding reception, but I, I was shot down. You're <laughs> lucky you weren't shot. Yeah, I'm lucky I wasn't shot, but I was shot down. Like, oh, wouldn't that be cool? And she goes, no, it wouldn't be cool. <laughs> oh, my goodness. So, no, that, that, it didn't come to fruition, but I, it, was, it, was a, it was an idea of mine, but it didn't happen. But um, a, there was another Ace Frehley tribute that came out shortly after um, that spacewalk. It was, um, I'm trying to find it here. Hmm. Return of the Comet. Return of the Comet. And Gilby Clark's on that also. He does uh, a yeah. he does Rocket Ride on that where he did uh or here it is. I got a uh, yeah, he does Rocket Ride on that. And Dimebag Daryl's on that also. He, he does Snowblind. And there's some the Comet band actually has a version of Back on the Streets and Animal on there as well. So yeah. that's a good one. That's a that's a decent one too. I mean there's there's a lot of them out there. But that's a pretty decent one too with some pretty decent names on it as well yeah and appropriate um, and appropriate and i names. like gilby clark so because I mean, you got so. call cochran and eric singer you know on on what strange ways and lover all i can you know it, mm-hmm. it my the only thing i complained with with that one was todd howard solo song california burns on tacked onto the end and yeah. and bruce's liar you know at least Bruce's made sense, but Todd's, you know, not a big fan of quite a bit of his solo stuff. But the Comet Band, you know, getting that was a real coup. Who uh, was it? Doug Snazel, I think, did this one. You know, I was just yeah. very impressed by the packaging, the graphic design. That was the one that really kind of like took it up to the next level and influenced me later when it came time to. You know, start doing some of my projects about making things look good, and you know, thinking back to Return of the Comet and how fantastic that packaging was. You know, really well done. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a that's a really good one. Um, I remember getting when I got that, I listened to it quite a bit. And I, you mentioned at Spacewalk. I, I think I listened to those two uh, Kiss tribute. Really, I mean, I know those two are Ace really, but I listened to those two tribute CDs more than I ever listened to Kiss My Ass. When they came out, I mean, I, I listened to those two quite, quite a bit when they when they both came out. So those are almost pretty high up there for me as well. So I guess I'm going to dig into one more Kiss album, you know, tribute album. And you know, obviously there are a lot of good ones. There are a lot that we won't get a chance to mention. Um, and I, I'm not even keeping count of whether we've reached five yet each. So. Um, and this one is, again, because of graphic design, and it's the Norwegian tribute, Gods of Thunder, that, uh, what was it, 2005. First of all, it's got a great a great track list. you got bands like Shirley's Temple, um, Wigwam, obviously Scandinavian bands to a certain degree, uh, but doing stuff. Mr. Blackwell, Come On and Love Me, Crazy Crazy Nights, I Just Wanna, uh, All Night. I mean, that, that's a that's a just a really neat mix of stuff from the 70s the 80s into the 90s well done again very well put together the guys who did the project worked very hard to make it you know a a, a very high quality bit of product and then on top of it they get ken kelly to do the artwork for them which you know the the viking boat um you know, and yeah, the, the band yeah. dressed up mm-hmm. in, in Viking mm-hmm. helmets. You know, I just thought it was hilariously was fun. Cool. And again, the, you know, that's the operative thing for me. It was different. It was interesting, but it was fun. It makes me smile that they went to that effort um, and that they even got Ken to do it. So, you know, hats off to them. You know, great work, guys. It it's I don't even have it anymore because I got rid of all my tribute albums, um, except for those three I showed at the beginning years ago now but you know it was really fun so good choice go back to you ken yeah uh, well 
I remember that one. I don't have that one, but I, I the one that Lonnie talked about, the string court, quartet, I know I have that one. Uh, I was just looking at, and I remembered another one I had. Uh, I think I have it somewhere. It's put away. I haven't heard it in a long time, but it's the one that is the uh, the Hayseed Dixie one. Oh, yeah. I have that. Yeah, it's like a blue bluegrass or whatever. Um, yeah, it was it was all right. It was it was different. It was interesting, you know how they interpreted these songs. I mean, there's songs like they even put let's put the X in sex. That's actually really fun to listen yeah. to. That's yeah, that's actually that's a great pick. I it's, forgot it's about that. Different, yeah, and uh, but it's if you want a different spin on on those songs, definitely listening to that is 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 pretty interesting and it's yeah, it was enjoyable. Um, put that on when I get home. Ooh, I'll be in trouble. <laughs> yeah, I, I had I had that one. I think I listened to it once, and it actually went in the garbage. <laughs> okay. Gar- garbage cans. Oh, well, never mind. Yeah, not one that I really. Yeah, I just couldn't get into it. Yet, you know, in the years since, there's this. Uh, is it a group or a guy, Steven Seagulls, on again go on youtube and they do an insane version of thunderstruck i think they've done seasons in the abyss uh you know some slayer um mm. in an absolutely kind of hillbilly um jug band type style and it's just it's just you know very cre- again very creative very fun there's also um i think it's an eastern european cello a couple of cello players who've done oh, Thunderstruck. Really? Yeah, so it, it would be fun, maybe Detroit Rock City uh, on the cello. <laughs> you know, a, I don't know about that. that, that that's a bit that's messed so up, you know. Maybe, but, maybe, maybe as a video. I wouldn't pay for but, it. But that, I mean, talking about that, that string quartet and that hazy Dixie, whatever, you know, yeah. at least they're not, like Julian was mentioned earlier, I mean, the things I like best about tributes is things that, that they don't sound exactly like a carbon copy of the original, you know, to, for lack of a better term that, you know, those, both those albums, you know, took the songs and made them their own, that they are, you know, reworked and, and they're not just like the anthrax on kiss my ass. Well, that's really cool, but it sounds just like she did on dress, on dress to kill. They didn't really do a whole lot with it. I do like those, Two songs in the fact, I mean, those two albums in the fact that that they really re- reworked the songs and really kind of gave them a unique spin. So I mean, that that to me is the most fun about about re- about a tribute album is that they rework them a little bit and make them unique. Yeah, and there was one that came in, came out a few years ago, the Beatles meet Kiss, and I oh, haven't yeah. I haven't heard it. I'm gonna have to go on YouTube later, but apparently it was done, you know, in a kind of like a Beatley style yes. of doing the Kiss song. So Ken, have you heard that? I've heard I've heard uh, samples of it, probably around thirty to sixty seconds of each song, and yeah, it it sounds. It, I almost I almost bought it. I, I know one time, but it it does sound a little bit like you know, yeah, the Beatles sound. It's kind of it's kind of strange in a way, but uh, uh, it's it's worth listening to. I think. Yeah, I think what would be kind of interesting in, at this stage would be um, Beatallica, which was the, mm. the band that did Metallica or. Beatles songs in the style of Metallica, which right down to Lars's drums. I mean, you know, if musicians out there could, you know, number one, find enough inspiration to kind of merge, you know, a whole bunch of either a full Kiss album as a project, you know, it it could be, you know, as we said earlier, with maybe re-recording Crazy Nights as a harder rock album. Well, you know, doing a full album and giving it the treatment of like Metallica or you know the what is it, the Beatles meet Kiss or whatever that was. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. you know, might get might get a little bit of views. That'd on be YouTube. interesting. Yeah, it, it, it'd be fun because I think the tribute albums themselves have played themselves out. So many have been done. You know, mm-hmm. everything has pretty much been covered uh, by this point. Um, and you know, it's the death metal ones I can't stand. The, the growling cookie monsters. Right. Yeah, yeah. That, that, <laughs> that doesn't work for me in the slightest. Lonnie. Sorry. Um, let's get a text from work. Um, I don't know. What else? You got nothing? I got nothing. I've, I've really kind of <laughs> used up my resources here thinking. I mean, I mentioned my favorite Kiss Tribute band. Well, 
what what about you guys? Um, what what's what hasn't been released that you guys would like to see as like a tribute to to Kiss? Is there something that you guys think? Oh, you know what? I wish somebody would do this. You know, is there is there like a wish list that I know Julian said he already got rid of all of his tribute albums, except for Kiss My Ass, but. Is is there something out there that you wish they would do, or something you wish someone would do? Like, oh, it'd be cool if someone were to take this or do this. Is there anything out there you guys wish they would do, or someone would would do? Yeah, I tell you what, I'd like to see. And you know, I know Kiss has talked about this. You know, you know how you have a, uh, for instance, in Broadway, you have the Carol King musical and these other ones like that, uh, or you know the. uh, the ones with the the Four Seasons, right? Thank you, Valley. The Four Seasons, the uh, that one that they did. Um, I, I'd love to see a, a Kiss Broadway show like that. That kind of takes them through the the beginnings and, and you know, however they do that and turn it into a musical format. Um, I don't know if they they could pull that off, but it would definitely definitely be interesting to see if they could do that. Um, so that. I would call it, in a way, yeah, it's a kind of a tribute. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a Broadway show uh, about that artist. Kiss meets the Phantom, the musical. <laughs> there I, you go. No, no, here, here. Oh, there you go. I have seen <laughs> several years ago in St. Louis, <laughs> this small theater did a live production of Kiss meets the Phantom. What? I swear to God, I went twice. It was so awful, but it, I had to <laughs> record it. Anybody record that? I should have. It was. Me and my buddies went one week, and I took my girlfriend at the time another week. This is this is going back seven, eight, nine years maybe, but it was a live production of Kiss Meets the Fam, and they and you know they played out the scenes as as best they could. You know what I mean? But it was fantastic. It was it was it was, I mean, it was, it was like I compared it to the movie. It was so bad it was good at the same time. You know what I mean? But we even. When my buddies and I went, we went and painted our faces and that for the for the show. Oh my god! Oh yeah, it was great. We made a whole thing about it. You know, that reminds me of another thing. I I have a CD somewhere. Uh, it's a a high school, I think. A high a- school. Athens, did. Georgia. That's it, Athens. Right, that's the one. And they did a production of The Elder. Yeah, the high school uh, musical. Play. The high school musical was The Elder. Um, I mean, it's it's okay. Uh, you know. Um, some right. people could sing better than others, but it was interesting. Uh, it was kind of cool that they did that. Well, yeah, mandatory attendance, and you're not allowed to leave. And <laughs> yeah, listen to this Kiss music. And end, up, end up in detention unless you applaud. Hmm. Yeah, yeah. Sounds like a so, win-win for the elder. Or, 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 or it was detention. That's your punishment. You had to go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and and talking about the elder, we we posted a, a clip of an Italian band who did a full set. The whole elder album. Oh yeah. Um, performed. I mean, I that's something that. I wouldn't mind seeing. You know, some of the bands, um, the more skilled tribute bands, actually, you know, do yeah. full album performances and video. And I mean, if if you could get them the budget and the soundstage to actually do it. Um, you know, more professionally to be filmed, have multiple cameras, you know, have dark, you know, proper lighting and all that instead of looking like they're just playing on a bar stage. Um, you know, trying to stage out the elder and doing a performance of that, you know, legit style to the album, but performing it live, doing it properly, maybe, you know, with some effects and some doors and props and all that, similar to what the tour might have been. It would be really fun or even taking you know some of the other albums like we've said you know crazy nights are unmasked and you know performing them start to finish but doing a stage show you know that's completely in keeping with that as well and the era so you know we've, we've talked about kiss kind of picking the air as well I, I think we're more likely to see tribute bands be capable and willing to do that um and and, and kiss can't do it so It'd be fun to see. I I would love to see a a, a tribute band in Vegas, and you know, yeah. just, you know, Kiss Alive or what's Jonathan's Destroyer, you know, is playing Destroyer, you know, at, at a casino club, and you've got, you've got a recreation of the Destroyer stage. You've got stage them, in the, them in the doing office. them doing the full album, you know, and then the other songs that the band did from that tour as well. I just think that would be yeah. really fun. That'd be awesome. 
and the, and there's so Absolutely. many good there's so many good tribute bands around now anyway that uh you know I, I don't see it being too much of a stretch other than obviously the financial considerations that i have no clue whatsoever about one more tribute band might be you know kiss 2.0 so okay well as as a tribute since it obviously would, it, about as it would be a tribute <laughs> I, I don't really have that much of a problem with it because i would check it out I, I know I would just be out of curiosity. Right. Definitely check. And out. I would be more. I'd be more interested in the process. But I think they've really again. We've talked about Miss Boats with like Guitar Hero and you know TV shows. And I think those sorts of music, those sorts of musical um, competitions, yeah. you know, replace Paul Stanley. And Paul has, I think, has said that he's never seen a really, really good Paul Stanley. But Paul. That, that may just be Paul because he's unique. You know, he is that guy. And mm-hmm. you know how how is he supposed to judge someone else trying to be him? You know that that's got to be really difficult. But I think yeah. the whole process could be fun if they could find the right way and the right outlet to do it. I don't think there's enough popularity left for them to be on like ABC Maybe for the kids. Yeah, and like Texas and like those shows have kind of gone too. I mean, like it, they were really popular like when they did like the NXS thing um, several years ago. I think the popularity of those shows has kind of waned. I mean, I know like The Voice is still popular, and 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 I'm, America's Got Talent or whatever is still popular, but I think you know for the most part, like like when they did like that Rockstar deal ten NXS. years, yeah, yeah NXS thing. I think it's you know I think the popularity of those shows has kind of waned. I don't think that like Julian said, I don't think if Kiss decided, hey, we're gonna do a a reality show on finding the four new members of Kiss, I don't think it's gonna get. I don't think it's gonna be on one of the major networks i think you're going to be you know sl- you know you're going to have to go to a, a cable outlet in order to do it i don't i don't i don't, yeah. I don't see I could, it the only way i could see them doing it is on like i said uh, it's access tv something yeah, like I that it has that. to be a music uh, yeah or, or amazon i mean cable. look at what, what happened to top gear jeremy clarkson you know getting canned from the show and he was like well we'll take our auto show to amazon so you know there's other mm-hmm. out netflix yeah. For that matter, you know, a lot of them, yeah, a lot of right. them are doing original content oh, yeah. now, so it, it would just be more interesting than it being just a ripoff of, uh, say, The Apprentice. Because when I think of Gene trying to find someone to be him, I think of that show more than any musical talent. It's like who could be his Man Friday and you know live up to, <laughs> who who could be the mogul Simmons rather than the musician Simmons? Because he probably thinks anyone could pretty much do that even though he's a lot better bassist than he's really given credit for. Um, yeah. You know, and it would be nice also if the competition wasn't really a death match between wannabe Peter Chris's wannabe spaceman, you know. you got all these yeah, tribute that's... band guys, you know, <laughs> th- throw them into, like, a you know mud wrestling or something stupid. It'd have to be something that really challenges them to be each one of those characters. Right. Oh, yeah. You know, drink five bottles of brandy and try and play that solo. <laughs> oh my god! Throw throw who could throw a TV furthest out of the window? You know, <laughs> right? Yeah. <laughs> the, the, today, guys, we're doing the barbiturates challenge. Yeah. Who could throw the biggest temper tantrum backstage? <laughs> Keep the beat yeah. when you've taken how many doubters? You know. Um, yeah. <laughs> Just doing the makeup too. Uh, you know, they would have to be able to do the makeup properly. Coming up in the next episode, shopping with Paul Stanley. <laughs> <laughs> how, to, how, to, how to be a modern businessman with Gene and shooting shooting TVs with Peter Chris. <laughs> <laughs> was it was it a TV he shot or the Christmas tree? Oh, the Christmas tree. That's right. Was it the Christmas tree? Yeah. Uh, yeah, Merry yeah. Christmas. <laughs> So shooting obviously, Christmas, obviously Christmas trees with Peter Chris. <laughs> That's almost, uh, obviously, obviously, there's a lot of scope to keep anyone on this show out of the industry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's not happening. <laughs> but you know, as I said, Kiss 2.0 could be an interesting tribute because what you would have is people competing to be the best one of those characters, and what they are doing is giving tribute to each one of those characters. So, it, you know, it, it may be a train wreck afterwards that everyone walks away from, but it sure could be interesting to see. You know, it, it's funny because I think we were first introduced, 
we were first introduced to that concept of a KISS 2.0, like uh, 2004, when they had that KISS magazine, that KISS official magazine. That's like the first yeah. time it was really mentioned, you know, about a KISS 2.0 or KISS carrying on without any of the original members. And, you know, here we are 12 years later, and it's still the same incarnation of the band 12 years later. And each each year leading up to this point too, I've like always said, well, you know, they probably only have a few years left. They probably only have a few years left. (laughs) You know, here we are 12 years later. And what am I saying right now? Well, they probably only have a few years left to go. (laughs) You know, I think, I think they're going to, I think they're going to go until junior Paul, one of the two of them isn't physically capable of going anymore. I mean, Hmm. and with the, you know, with the amount of money that they're making, I don't. I don't see them stopping until until one of them is physically not capable of doing it anymore. Because if you're able to sell thirty five hundred dollar microphones after the show, and you know that's money off the top too. That's not money you're you know giving back to the venue or Ticketmaster or anybody else. I mean that's and you know twelve hundred dollars for meet and greets and stuff like that. But I, I I see them just going as long as I can. I mean maybe it is only a couple of years. Maybe we'll be sitting here. In five years, you still want to be doing the show in five years, Julian? <laughs> but <laughs> God, I hope not. He says. <laughs> well, you know it's but another. I mean, be, I mean they, maybe they will be. I mean, I don't know. I mean, I, I see him going as long as they possibly can. You know, it's another tribute. It's just these shows that we do and mm-hmm. some other podcasts right. do, and, and Julian, the books that you 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 know put out. I mean, that, that's in its own way a tribute to Kiss. Um, yeah, I, and... I, I I totally agree. I think anyone who puts pen to paper um, is doing so with a reason. Whether they're getting paid for it or not doesn't matter. They're they're doing something passionate because they're mm-hmm. having to research and often put their own money into things. And I can only say that from my own perspective. Um, obviously, <laughs> any, anyone who spends any time behind a microphone recording a podcast, participating in one or helping someone do one. Uh, I mean, look at the Kiss My Wax guys, you know, podcast. That all takes a hell of a lot of effort. Three sides. You know, every single person yeah. is taking time out of their day time out of their real lives to talk about a band that we've loved. We're, we're not always, you know, waxing lyrical and being all, you know, googly-eyed about them because we're middle-aged for the most part, you know, <laughs> at this stage. But we're still inspired. Yeah, we're still inspired by that band to talk about things about them. So I think, again, you're right. This is kind of like the ultimate tribute. You know, week in, week out, there are shows being produced... Um, by a whole bunch of, you know, uh, overall really good people who just want yeah. to, to share their thoughts and hopefully engage other people. You talk, it's, and you talk about the podcast just in general, but I mean, it's it's funny. We talk about how many Kiss tribute, good Kiss tribute bands are out there. It's amazing to me how many Kiss podcasts there are too. That how many people are that passionate about the band that are out there that are that that do stuff like this on a on a consistent basis. It's, I don't think there's another band out there that has this many podcasts that are produced on a regular basis. It's amazing. The passion. And it, you know, most kiss fans are, are passionate, you know, you either, either you're a really passionate kiss fan or you're just kind of, you know, you go check out the show and it comes to town. It's, it's amazing. The passion that people have for this band just, and, and, you know, going back to a tribute, you know, just, the tribute and passion that people have for for the band it's it's mind blowing really yeah it's really cool and i also think that there's no other band that has as many podcasts yeah. with as much no. merchandise as kiss no way <laughs> look look at all that podcast merchandise you can get that's for sure for the money no wait we don't sell any shit we need one what, what do we need we need a coffee mug or a mouse mat what hasn't one of the other podcasts got as their merchandise? Hmm. <laughs> oh, yeah. I don't, headbands? For those workouts? Purple? The Paul Stanley headband. The, Paul Purple. the elder. Purple, head. purple headband? <laughs> the elder headband. There you go. We can all we can all wear purple headbands every week. That'd be great. <laughs> or sword, you know, get you know, a sword. We, Kiss sword. we could go the whole different way, and we'll do the the Kiss FAQ podcast Fitbit. Oh, very nice. 
Oh, yeah. For when for when you're at the gym running on the treadmill listening to your kiss music, you can look down at your kiss music, make you oh, kiss bit. Kiss uh, bit. Surprised I haven't kiss. done that already. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I think that's enough of a tribute. I think we're running out. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So that's kiss, kiss tributes. We'd love to hear what what are your favorite ones, and you know, obviously, we did not dig that deeply. There are so many different ways of you know giving tribute to the band so you know join us on facebook on the faq message board or on the youtube comments and you know let us know what some of your all-time favorite tributes are they don't have to be just the musical they can be tribute bands books whatever podcasts as well you know because like we've just said uh it's all it's all fair baseball as they say so alex wherever you are Ken, Lonnie, thank you for joining me today, and we will see you all on the board. Thanks for listening. Thank you for spending time listening to the KISS FAQ podcast today. All sales are final. There are no refunds. If you'd like, look us up on Facebook or come over to the KISS FAQ message board and discuss the topic we've broadcast today. Don't forget to rate us on iTunes, Spreaker, or wherever you've listened to the show. We hope you'll join us again.